0: Hey everybody, this is Panda, and we are bringing you the third episode of Batting Practice with Bregan and Panda. Um, this episode, we're going to do a little bit different. We're going to keep it a little bit shorter to um, just highlight some things from the NFL. Um, today is Thursday, technically Friday for me, Thursday for Bregan as we're recording this. Um, and today was the opening official day of the nfl free agency so tonight we're going to just be looking at some of the high profile moves that went down today and just kind of seeing you know giving our opinions on whether they improved and helped the team or whether they really didn't um, help the team at all as far as depth or um, the team making the playoff because we had a lot of teams with a lot of cap this year so it really got things um to be quite interesting for several teams on several fronts. So, Reagan, how are you doing tonight, and uh, what do you think of the NFL free agency process getting started today?
1: Well, as you said, it's pretty late, so I'm a little tired, a little out of it, but it was a very exciting day for the NFL. I was a little surprised by the amount of moves that were made. You got Mike Glennon, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Brandon Marshall got a huge trade with involving Brock Osweiler to the Browns. I mean, there's just a lot to talk about. So I'm going to let you pick where you want to start out here.
0: Well, I think we can start with Mike Glennon because this was sort of a move that um, over the last couple of days, I think a lot of teams have begun to sort of see coming um, as far as potential destinations. And then you started to hear some numbers before it actually came down. So um, when you sort of look at Mike Glennon I don't know about you but I was kind of surprised that he made this much money um I know he's a quarterback but uh, sort of unproven so I was a little bit surprised what were you kind of thinking what do you think is going through the heads of uh, of the GM there
1: I've been watching Glennon since his sophomore year in at uh North Carolina State and I've always liked the guy I think he's got a lot of potential, a lot of upside to him. But I just don't think that he deserves this much money right now. And I could see him getting thrown into it with the Bears offensive line, getting torn up, losing confidence, benched midway through the season, and just make him look stupid for it. I don't see why he deserves $15 million a year, which is what he's going to be getting. Three years, $45 million. I just don't. I don't think he's ready for that yet. I would have given him a two-year deal, maybe max it out at ten or eleven, to see uh, see what else you got to through the draft. But I mean, right now they're just they're kind of stuck with him. I don't think it was it was a very smart financial decision. If that was what it turned into a bidding war, which is what it sounds like it might have been going on, uh, I think they should have dropped out sooner than that because they might have themselves in a bad position here
0: yeah glennon is only he's 27 years old um and that's sort of when you look at the nfl this is the point where you really you either know or you don't by 27 um a lot of guys don't have extended into the 30s maybe like you see an mlb or the nba so um at 27 you sort of got to know or not know and and it's kind of I think that Chicago, a team that's been hampered by, you know, bad contracts for a quarterback before, you know, they're just getting out from underneath Jay Cutler's contract. And then suddenly they give another huge one to Glennon. I'm really surprised that they didn't maybe in that draft look to draft a quarterback instead and, and you know, groom him to be their, their starting quarterback on a much team-friendlier salary and maybe try to fill some other holes, maybe the offensive line, or put some key weapons around him through free agency. So I was a little bit surprised that they didn't do that. I mean, especially with such a high pick in the draft.
1: Well, I could still see them potentially drafting a quarterback, maybe not first round, but I mean, even if you look at, when the Seahawks got Matt Flynn and ended up drafting Russell Wilson and all of Flynn's mega deal just went down the drain, Russell obviously went on to do what he's doing now. Uh, it could, We could be seeing something very similar here.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to keep an eye out and see as the draft gets closer kind of what they begin to project. And, and I think it more so will also be interesting to see if some of these quarterbacks start to fall farther and farther into the first round you know i saw stories um several weeks ago all the way up to the combine where you know three quarterbacks could be gone in the top 10 and i think with some of these teams starting to fill some of those quarterback needs through other avenues i think it could be interesting to kind of keep tabs on what happens in the draft and if some of these quarterbacks start to fall in that first round so kind of keeping along the same lines with quarterback i think it would be um it would be wise and, and quite interesting to take a look at Brock Osweiler. Bregan um, did you see this one coming at all?
1: Uh, I think we definitely knew that either Denver or Houston was going to have to make a move and deal one of their quarterbacks and get or just get rid of some cap in general if they wanted a chance to get Tony Romo. And the Texans definitely made a splash there. They shed off his $16 million contract. Dumped him off to the Browns. See, I think they gave up a future second-round pick, this year's sixth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, and Osweiler for the Browns' fourth-round pick this year. Uh, It was really just a cap-dump move so that they can scoop up Romo, which is a very likely landing spot for him now. And I've also been poking around and seeing that the Browns are actually looking to trade him again. So it doesn't look like uh, he's going to be very welcome there in Cleveland for the time being. But again, you are the Cleveland guy here. Have you been hearing anything about this or about Osweiler potentially being flipped for someone else?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been reading. The other thing is um, people, a lot of these sports writers within Cleveland have been very unimpressed, to put it mildly, with the Acquiring brock osweiler and i think a lot of them are hoping that they flip him and draft a quarterback and do it right or they're thinking is that um, the potential trade i'm seeing is with new england for garoppolo you flip brock osweiler over to new england with the host of second round picks which is why they got another one in this deal with houston for Garoppolo and I don't know if logistically that would even work but that's something that I've been sort of seeing out there that that's sort of the Browns final end game because I think um, I read in an article today the Browns have eight first or second round picks in the next two drafts like that's ridiculous when you think about it like eight first or second round picks in the next two years that's that's crazy so I would I would not be surprised to see Osweiler get moved. I also wouldn't be surprised if the front office is just saying that to try to avoid some backlash in case, you know, in case their plan was really all along to keep him. I don't really know, Um, but I think I think they're eventually going to move him. I think you're right on that.
1: Well, firstly, why does anybody want to trade with New England anyway? I mean, I don't. I I just (laughs) anyone trading with New England to be. Be honest with you, I'll touch that in a minute. But why would New England want sixteen million dollar unproven Brock Osweiler?
0: They wouldn't. They wouldn't
1: I don't see any I mean, it's obviously it's all speculation at this point, but I don't see any scenario where there could be a Osweiler Garoppolo flip without the Browns giving up way too much.
0: And that's probably what's going to end up happening which is why I'm sort of okay with them drafting a quarterback that they think could be the guy and then let him be the guy you know our problem in Cleveland has always been there's always the next man up you know we drafted Johnny Manziel to bring in whatever he brought in which was nothing good but You know, you've always got that next guy. When Manziel was playing, it was always about the next guy off the bench. You know, Hoyer was playing, and then it was always about Manziel. And and there's just this continuous cycle of, you know, it's always looking for that next guy. And they really need stability within the front office, within the coaching, and within the quarterback position as well. So find a guy, first round you think could be your guy, take him, and then let him grow into that position without anybody really behind him. And I think it would be a mistake to draft you know, a quarterback at 12 and keep Rock Osweiler. Because I think we would have the same situation where you've got potentially Osweiler playing while looking over his shoulder. Or the other guy playing while looking over his shoulder. So um, whatever they do, you almost need to just bring in one clear cut starting quarterback with everybody else being a backup like most teams do in the NFL.
1: As much of a dumpster fire as the Browns organization
0: is, I don't see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But moving on to the other point I made, why the f*** are people still trading with New England? Yesterday, or was it? Yeah, it would have been yesterday. They got Dwayne Allen... Uh, And a 6th round pick from the Colts and gave up a 4th round pick so they're replacing Martellus Bennett uh, got a serviceable number 2 tight end for when Gronk gets back Mm. why people keep trading with New England why they keep beefing up the best team in the world, why would you do that? we don't don't negotiate with terrorists here, (laughs) we don't that's not acceptable and now I'm hearing about how Brandon Cooks is supposedly headed to New England, too. That might be a deal that's finalized tomorrow. Uh, Malcolm Butler for Brandon Cooks swap. I mean, Malcolm right. Butler's not going to do anything because they just signed Stephon Gilmore anyway. Right. I don't see why people are even talking to these guys. Why would you want to do that? Why are you beefing these these mega teams up? We're not the NBA.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a complete agreement with you. I think it's kind of odd that some of these teams, you know, would do that with New England, especially not getting, I mean, getting Malcolm Butler back isn't really, I'd rather have Cooks 100 times over Butler, you know, and it's just kind of like, people just seem to forget that a lot of these guys, well, not all of them are a product of the system that they're in. And then they come out of that system that was designed in a certain way, and they just don't fit. They don't produce in the same way, and... especially the New England guys, right? Exactly.
1: exactly. I mean, look like Matt Castle. Yep. You know, obviously, very different position, but I mean, you you throw any quarterback into Belichick's offense, and he's going to shine.
0: Exactly, and that's what makes me nervous about Garoppolo too. Not to go back to that sort of conversation, but you know, you I'm look at him. I'm pretty high hand. on
1: Garoppolo personally.
0: I, I am, too, but it makes me a little bit nervous, you know, um, especially for what they potentially could have to get up, give up for him. Um, it just it makes me nervous because coming well, out of that. definitely
1: the... charging out of the ass for it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that.
0: And then he's going to come over, and luckily the Browns have fortified their offensive line because otherwise he would have been hurt by the second half if he made it that long. Um, so it's just it's it's an interesting dynamic and it'll we'll have to keep an eye on it but um another wide receiver that i think you know a team that's bolstering kind of to sort of negate this effect might be the the new york giants um i thought brandon marshall going there to give them a second to line up against um opposite side of odell beckham was especially at the price that they got him at was a pretty good deal pretty early on in free agency what'd you think
1: yeah he definitely took a solid pay cut there he just wants to stay in the media capital of america i mean that's how he is he's only making 12 million dollars over the next 2 years uh i just i feel like he and odell are very similar obviously odell is much younger and has the has the speed that marshall might not have anymore but I see them as two very similar players that could it could be very conflicting for them this season uh with Eli trying to pick who uh, is going to be the main target. Obviously Odell should and most likely will win out in the end there, but I could definitely see some problems in the early going for this
0: Yeah, potential problems for sure. But, I mean, you have all training camp to figure it out, and I think it gives you a much better number, two that teams coming in have to think about. That would be, you know, ideal. Now, you're not only worried about Odell on one side of the field, you've also got, you know, Marshall on the other. So it, it throws in a little bit of a different twist.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams boosting up and getting two solid receivers at this point. Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith both just signed with the Eagles today. Uh, Torrey Smith, I think, was on a three-year, $15 million contract. He'll be the number three guy probably behind Alshon at one and Matthews at two. Uh, Alshon only signed for a one-year deal. He's getting $14 million. I was really expecting a big paycheck for Alshon. It could end up biting him. Something goes wrong this season. His production drops. He gets injured. I mean, he could end up regretting that seriously. Maybe he's just holding out for the right team to look at him. But we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, I think when you look at Alshon's um, stats, he only had two touchdowns last year. Um, well, who
1: was, was throwing to him?
0: It, I I mean I'm in, in agreement. But he might be saying, "I'm going to bet on myself." To go to a team where somebody is going to throw to me, I'm going to have a quarterback and Wentz to throw to me. I'm going to get more touchdowns. I'm going to acquire more yards. I'm going to put up a better stat line in 2017, more similar to something like his 2013 or 2014 season. Put in a full season and then at the age of 28, he can still get that mega deal. Versus where if he signs maybe for less money at a two or three year deal, his window disappears and he doesn't get paid as much. So maybe that's sort of the thinking puts up the numbers. He's going to get paid. I don't know that when I look at the numbers, when I look at the contract structure in his age, that sort of is the vibe I'm getting off of him and, and the contract he signed.
1: Well, I definitely believe that's the thinking behind this all. But I mean, as I said before, it's just a, uh high risk high reward situation here either way he's going to be making some money but he could really uh he could really hurt his value going into next off season
0: yeah i mean it's a it's it's all a gamble you know you you never really know um and you're right NFL is even more of a gamble than some of the other other sports because there's a greater chance of injury and a greater chance of a you sustain an injury that takes you out for a longer period of time or, you know, hinders your career in some way. NFL, you tear an ACL and you can't move and cut the same way as a wide receiver. You're suddenly in trouble and you're not, you know, you're going to struggle to come back, especially in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and I don't mean to keep uh, repeating here, but another wide receiver did make a solid deal today that was deshaun jackson moving from the redskins over to the buccaneers he's going to be lining up alongside mike evans which i think is it's a great match right there i think it's going to be awesome to watch personally uh he's signed for three years 33 and i i'm very excited to watch this team next year from the offensive standpoint
0: yeah, this team really took, Tampa Bay really took a lot of um, strides forward last year. I think some predicted and some kind of, you know, unexpected to some degree. Um, and now you add a guy like Deshaun Jackson into your offense and you're going to grow by leaps and bounds. Um, it's just one of those moves where it just it solidifies you. He had an excellent year last year. He has an excellent track record. Um, it's a great deal for this organization who's really looking to make a splash and make a, a serious playoff push so I liked the deal for him I thought it was a very good deal uh, especially in a market where wide receivers did seem to be at a premium but I thought it was a good deal for both sides really
1: so are we in a agreement here that Romo's going to be a Texan next season
0: I mean it would, uh, it would is, certainly looked that way but I don't um, see Duff
1: making any kind of moves to reel him in.
0: Well, it's one of those things where it could come down to Romo as well. And I think, I think I would just sort of caution from, you know, you saw how fast Osweiler got flipped. If there's any real shot of Romo going to Denver, I think Denver makes the moves. It has to, whether that's moving Simeon or whoever else. And just sort of making it happen um and making it happen in a hurry there are teams out there you know that have the cap space to to maybe swallow something and and uh, be able to take back a huge contract like an Osweiler so I wouldn't necessarily count out Denver I think if um if you're Romo, you're sort of secretly hoping you go to Denver a little bit um but I'd be off for
1: going to the Texans,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Why would you rather be in
0: Denver? I don't know. I just feel like I feel like if Denver had any semblance of a quarterback in offense again this year kind of like they did two years ago the defense wouldn't have to be on the field so much and they might be able to go back to where they once were when they did win the Super Bowl. I mean obviously that's a long shot but but that would be Why not just
1: stay home? He already been living in Dallas for the last what 15 years probably I don't even remember what year he got drafted would have been 2001 2002 so 15 16 years he's been in Dallas I mean why not just go across the state to Houston
0: yeah I mean it makes sense but ultimately when we really get down and think about it um, Roman is going to play probably three games this year and then he will probably end up hurt and it won't make a difference where he is because he'll be sitting on a bench so i mean i think at this point in time of his career it's going to be kind of tough to trust that he's truly going to get through 16 games and um lead a team into a playoffs he just he does not have the track record right now he's just too injured too injury prone to really expect that out of him um,
1: you gotta take a gamble on a guy like that though. You gotta take a gamble on a Romo As opposed to having your Simeon or Paxton Lynch Your Brock Osweiler slash Savage going at yeah. Houston you, need, yeah. you just gotta take that chance
0: I would take that chance, as far chance as too I'm concerned. I would take the chance too But I think I don't. I don't think it matters Where he goes I think it's just gonna be one of those things Where it ends up Just not coming to to completion. It's just not going to work out. Um, and wherever he goes, you know, especially if it's through a trade, I think you got to try to, you know, restructure his contract or whatever. Um, because it, it's just one of those things where the reality of it is all it's probably going to take is one more hit and, and he may not be able to play football again. So, I don't know if I'd put all my eggs in that basket. Um certainly worth a try for a year, but it's not a long term plan. Hopefully whichever team gets them is, is also thinking long term. So um it's just it's just how he's been. He's been hurt.
1: He's not getting more than a two year
0: deal. No. No way. I That'll would be give him more than one. Get. I wouldn't give him more than one and I'd take out a giant insurance policy if he got hurt.
1: There's going to be someone out there that'll offer him a two-year deal and I think he'll take it just because of the guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so.
0: Mike Glennon got three years for $45 million. And he hasn't proven anything yet to this point. I'm really rude
1: for the kid, though.
0: Yeah, I mean... You... Like I said, I've been
1: watching him for a long time. I think he's got the tools to be a, a hell of a quarterback, but...
0: It's sort of insane what he's getting paid. <laughs>
1: he's just kind of... He's just getting thrown into the fire. Yeah. It just kind of worries me. Yeah. Maybe given yeah. the right situation, he could definitely shine, but I don't know if this is, this is going to do it for him. He took the money and he took the starting gig, so... Good for him. I hope it works out for him. I hope it works out for Chicago, but I just, I I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: Especially without Alshon. Losing yeah. Alshon is just huge.
0: That's huge. It's going to be a tough team. Tough team to watch. Kind of like the Browns. Uh, it's just, <laughs> just going to be a tough year, I think, for both fronts, but... um your well, you know,
1: quarterbacks. Browns up close and personal. Lucky you.
0: Yeah, what a blast! Well, sixteen games with them. Hey, how around... many
1: games in a row have the Cavs lost now? I'm three. sorry, I lost count. Oh, three. three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three. Don't even get me started. That's for later this week.
1: When are we gonna talk about that?
0: Uh, later this week, once I prepare <laughs> my notes so I can rip them to shreds.
1: <laughs> <Fair> um, enough.
0: <laughs> well,
1: guess that pretty much wraps it up my final thoughts on our bracket challenge
0: yeah i just want to throw out a quick reminder about our um espn bracket challenge um there's still time to join in a reminder that you know first first place you're going to win a $25 gift card um and all you have to do is just join the group create your bracket once selection sunday has picked all the teams and and put them into the bracket um you just gotta fill it out and then follow us on Instagram or Facebook or we'll even accept Twitter as well. And then just comment and let us know what your bracket name is so that we can match um, match your bracket to you in case you do end up winning. Second and third place are gonna win stuff too, but um, it's really it's a it's it's an awesome opportunity to not have to put any money forward and take a stab at it even if you don't know what you're doing and maybe you'll come away with with uh, a gift card and um, some some uh, certificate that kind of gives you a little bit of props and uh, you get some bragging rights too of, of being able to pick the best bracket. So um, again, that's through ESPN. You can search our, for our group, it's just batting practice podcast and you're welcome to join, but to be eligible for the prize, you just to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and let us know what you named your bracket. So that's all I have for tonight. Bragan, any closing thoughts?
1: Oh, share it with as many people as you can guys we're gonna we're just trying to get the word out we're trying to grow uh, it's been a lot of fun getting this together we think we're definitely headed in the right direction but we can't go anywhere without you guys sharing and giving us feedback so any feedback you've got appreciate it tell your friends make sure you follow us on Instagram at batting underscore practice podcast and Facebook at BPbk. Panda. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, that wraps it up for tonight. Stay with us. Um, Later in the week, we're going to drop an NBA, also talk some college hoops. And then early next week, once Election Sunday comes out, you'll get a sneak preview. We'll break down the bracket pick our teams and uh you can use us as a cheat sheet if you want so give us some feedback as always we love to hear your thoughts what you want to hear what you like what you don't and uh, we'd love to tailor it to whatever you guys enjoy so thanks again for joining us this has been batting practice with bragan and panda we hope you guys all have a wonderful evening